0: This is the Rob Black Podcast. Check out Rob every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com.
1: Let's
2: do some headline news, shall we? First and foremost, kicking us off this hour, cell phone radiation. This is a big story. Uh, This is a San Francisco story today. How will it affect the future of cell phones? How will it affect stocks of cell phones? i will tell you in just a second. One city is sending a very clear sender signal at this point in time. Um, Basically, cell phone dealers, when it comes to product safety... Fox News Radio's Steve Rappaport's got the story on San Francisco and cell phones. There's no concrete scientific evidence about the dangers of cell phone radiation, but consumers in San Francisco now have the right to know the risks. The City Board of Supervisors approving a measure requiring retailers disclose the level of radiation emitting from wireless phones. The specific absorption rate determines the amount of radio waves absorbed into the user's body tissue. But the industry worries people will be misled into thinking some phones are safer than others. Steve Rappaport, Fox News Radio video every now and then 60 minutes or some sort of investigative report will come out on cell phone radiation and you know how there's a tumor that looks exactly like an apple iphone right next to someone's ear it's on the you know the ear part they use all the time i don't have enough confident i don't have enough confidence or enough evidence at this point in time just to really say one way or the other so far it's created buying opportunities maybe down the road it becomes a bigger issue Elsewhere, it seems lawmakers are either very much against the merger of the two big airlines or very much for it. God, I love our our legislation. Uh, Amongst the latter group is Republican New Jersey Congressman Frank Labindo telling a hearing on a proposed marriage of United and Continental.
3: The merger of these two carriers will create a much stronger, much more sustainable airline that will be better able to survive in
1: a struggling economy.
2: Now, other lawmakers who aren't from... Areas that would get a huge benefit from it are on the opposite side of the spectrum, saying the merger will leave consumers with fewer choices and higher prices. Chief executives from two airlines are before the House panel today saying they need to merge to survive. I don't get it. Why does United and Continental need to merge to survive when they're smaller airlines? Spirit, JetBlue. I don't get it. I I think it's bogus. I think it's a great way of, of taking over power from the unions. I think that's a smart thing to do for them. I don't blame them for doing it. I think their business model was flawed the bigger they got and the more unionized they were. Uh companies like JetBlue, non union. They're more 401 K-ish. They're no they're they're less pensions and more four hundred one K-ish, less promises and more realities. So ultimately UAL and Continental Merge, I'll never fly the airline. I hate United Airlines. Air, United Airlines is the most vile airline I've ever flown. I find them to be mean, nasty, rude across the board. Um Until they're sponsors of the show. And then I'll fly United Airlines everywhere. With that said, let's change the topic. Um, I've just had so many bad experiences with United. No other airline. Like, I'm not that much of a wimp. I'm not that, you know, much of a pushover. And this is probably the biggest story of the day. And no one's talking about it. In order to neutralize the country's problems in France with public finances, France is going to raise its retirement from age 60 to 62. Many senior citizens less than pleased. Something super cool about protesting in French. I don't know. I like it. I could use that sound clip every day to motivate me. I don't know. I just like it. France hopes the switch will bring France up to an economic par with other European nations as the country and the government ultimately hopes to bring its budget deficit of gross domestic product up by about 3% in 2013. Again, do you think that's going to happen in the United States at some point in time? I guarantee it that the retirement age is going to be pushed to probably 70 by the time I get there. Um, Because we can't keep paying. We can't let people retire early. We can't pay people off. They're not dying fast enough. It's the problem. Now, 3D owns the multiplexes right now, but it's coming to a video game near you. Fox News Radio's Bill Vitka reports. You're traveling in another
4: dimension, a dimension of sight and sound and video games. Sony and Nintendo both presenting rival 3D game formats. Sony's showing off several game titles, the first of which will launch in November. The Nintendo version can render games, pictures, and movies in 3D without the glasses. It has also struck a deal with Warner Disney and Dreamworks to provide stereoscopic 3D movies to its upcoming 3DS handheld game console. Several game titles will be ready for the 3DS at launch, but unknown whether the 3DS will get to the stores in time for Christmas. Bill Fitka, Fox News Radio.
2: Yep, 3D is big. It's 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 here. I like Nintendo's approach where you're not going to have to have the glasses, and there's a dial that kind of like powers it up or powers it down to you know suit your suitability of how much 3D it comes out of it. Um, and again, give Nintendo credit. Last year they come out, or a couple years ago they come out with a Wii, and Microsoft and Sony panicked trying to figure out how can we get motion controlled sensors. This year, Nintendo's leading the 3D charge as aggressively as they can, 3D without the glasses. And seeing, seeing Nintendo CEO see go, "Oh, you gotta wear the glasses." Like, pretty, pretty comical. Pretty comical when you see how they uh, compete against each other. Next up, your iPhone story of the day. Apple and AT&T are running into technical glitches before the highly anticipated iPhone 4 even hits the shelves.
1: The iPhone 4 goes on sale next week, but buyers are already reporting major problems. Getting error messages while making online orders and an apparent glitch in AT&T's website. Put some customers' information into strangers' accounts. Some fear the latest apparent breach could lead to identity theft and have consequences for Apple and AT&T. Just last week, AT&T plugged a security hole on its website that exposed the email addresses of iPad users. Jeff Manosso, Fox News Radio. My advice on identity
2: theft is create a uh, a Gmail, cre- create a Yahoo account for your emails for purchasing things, and shut it down every now and then. So that's my advice. So use your, your regular email, not for purchases. Create an al- alternative for purchases. So if you're worried about identity theft, that's what I would do. But you know the iPhone? Even with all these glitches, get this. Pre-orders for the iPhone 4? You want to guess? You want to guess? Do you want to guess how many in the United States were AT and T? Six hundred thousand. Six hundred thousand pre-orders for a phone that doesn't go on sale for a couple weeks. That's stunning. That's gonna have a million iPhone four sold the first day. That is unfricking fricking believable. Next up, this is a concert, and and I hope I got this right because I, I got some audio for the concert. But th- a concert was pulled in in in, in New York. Basically, a mini-riot broke out. You don't see a lot of mini-riots in the United States, but we had a good one on Tuesday. Fox News Radio's Jeff Minasso, reports from New York.
1: I know it was supposed to be a free concert at New York City's South Street Seaport featuring rapper Drake and pop band Hanson but it was canceled after an overflow of fans got rowdy. Crazy. They're doing chairs, bottles, everything. On word that Drake would be 90 minutes late. Six people injured, several arrested. I can say thank God I made it out of there. New York City police say organizers expected it 10,000 fans, but twice that many showed up to the free show. Jeff Manosso, Fox News Radio. So
2: 10,000 people showed up to see Drake, which if you heard a little Drake in the background there, not very good. But Hanson? Like, are Hanson even still alive? I honestly, when, they, when I heard Hanson and a riot at a concert, I was like, maybe they killed the Hanson voice. Maybe one of the prophecies that the end of the world has been reversed. But no, they made it out, uh, out alive. But you know what? Here's, this riot was so crazy. And I'm almost afraid to go to concerts at this point in time. And I know you're saying, that's a bold statement for you, Rob. Some concert venues just it's out of control. But witnesses reported seeing a table thrown from a second-floor restaurant, chairs being thrown into the crowd, mace being sprayed, two people arrested before the whole shebang was all said and done, 25,000 people out of control. Do you know how scary that would be? Like, I, I don't know about you, but that's that's not a position that I want to be in. So that's right, Hanson's still alive. If you were wondering where they are, still alive and playing free concerts. They get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800 800- 345-5639. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. Don't be shy. Coming up, i got a couple of your emails to, to go over and get some content on the show with. You can email me, Rob, at robblack.com. And here's a little Drake taking you to break. feels
1: like the last few nights. We've been everywhere and back, but I just can't remember it all.
0: Rob Black and Your Money. 1-800-345-5639. 9, a.m. More stimulating talk.
2: 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about. Tesla, their IPO is expected to come and bring them $185 million. That's good news for California. It's a California-based company. And ultimately, this whole initial public offering is going to bring in a lot of money to California. And Tesla's going to spend it here in California. I know you're saying that's not a way of looking at it. I don't know if Tesla's ever going to succeed or not. I don't know if they can drive their costs down fast enough. If they have a business model where they can get the volume, where they can drive down their costs. You know, Ultimately, I don't know if I should even go into this. There's Right now, there's a mattress that's being highlighted in the Wall Street Journal today that costs $33,000 to make. It's pretty crazy, right? $33,000 for a mattress. And again, it's crazy. It's got cashmere and mohair and silk and New Zealand wool. It's got... You know, super high-class egg carton layer of biofoam. It's got natural latex. It's got organic cotton. Uh, who who would buy a $33,000 $3, mattress? You know, it's truly the princess of the pea, but someone would. So when I, when I start bringing up, you know, cost of Tesla's cars, I guess there's, you know, celebrities will buy them, but who in their right mind would spend that kind of money? You know, you could buy a Porsche Cayenne SUV hybrid for that and drive it for five years and ride in style, so to speak. I just don't get it. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Got some emails for you.
3: Yes, we do. What do we got? Watch Lakers game last night.
1: No. I'm gonna sit right
3: down. I don't watch sports.
2: There you go. So what's in the email bag today, Heidi?
3: Okay, I've got two for you today. Two. Um the first one I like. Um again it's anonymous. I'm gonna write words so You ready? I'm ready. Sorry.
2: Do you actually have the email or were you looking for it?
3: I do. It's right here. Okay, ready? I refinanced. Dear Rob. Let's start again. Dear Rob. I refinanced a while ago, replacing my mortgage with a $193,000 home equity line of credit. The line of credit appears on my credit report as revolving credit, which makes it look like a large credit card debt rather than a mortgage loan. What can I do?
2: Wow, not sure um, if that person could do anything. Again, replace a mortgage with 193000 at home equity line of credit. I mean, it's a home equity line of credit, so there's not much you can do. Uh, Leading credit formulas done by FICO treat large home equity lines of credit as installment loans, even though they're actually revolving accounts. Um, And that's not going to change. You're not going to be able to beat the system or change the system. So the company that creates FICO is secretive about what it constitutes as large. They won't actually tell us. But a six-digit line of credit probably is going to be a large revolving credit, and it, it shows that you could potentially get hurt. I mean, that's what – FICO scores are, are pretty interesting to study and, and, and know, and credit scores are pretty interesting because your ability to get in trouble is factored in. Your ability to pay is factored in. Uh, your, your past performance of paying on time is factored in. Your current amount of debts factored in. To have a great credit score, you actually have to have debt – and service it. It, it. It's counterintuitive because you would think that, you know, Superman Superman credit score, would the man would have a million dollars of revenue and no debt. Superman's credit score is not going to be that good. Uh, you want to be able to service your debt to get a good credit score. It's, it's an odd concept, but that's
3: the way it works. So my question, too, is if they just go back and refinance, can they get a regular mortgage that's not a revolving line of credit? Um, I mean, obviously, they wouldn't have – the revolving line of credit they yeah, would they, just have a regular probably, mortgage, but yeah. then it wouldn't be so hard on their credit, yeah,
2: yeah, and i, I don't get why there people are people are freaked out about their credit scores too much. It's like you know men and women are freaked out about being nude around other people, and it's just skin I mean credit score is just a credit score it's people worry too much about it now, you worry about it before you buy a new home, you worry about it before you buy a new car, but other than that it's, it's just a score. who cares though so, I mean, do you remember your spelling b? In third grade or your spelling test in third grade, it's who cares? At the time it seems like a big grade, but it's it's nominal in hindsight.
3: Yeah, or unless you're planning on doing something major, right? Absolutely. Ignore it. Okay. Okay. Uh you ready for the next one? Absolutely. Hi Rob. If you Hi. <laughs> if you had to choose between Fidelity or Vanguard, which would you choose? Or is there someone other than the two that I mentioned that you would recommend? Um I roll over my four oh one K two. My former employer went with Schwab, who charges me $12.95 per month, to maintain my account. I want to avoid monthly service charges. Any advice?
2: I I tend to like Fidelity the most. Um, Vanguard's good. TD Ameritrade's nice. T-Row Price is good. Schwab's good as well. Um, I'm surprised that Schwab's charging $12 a month for maintenance. That could probably be waived with a request. Um, because that's, that's uncommon. It's not common. Uh, with that said, I, I personally like Fidelity's paperwork. I'm a, a paperwork junkie, a paperwork freak. As you get older and April 15th rolls around every year, you, you kind of want your paperwork nice, clean, and crisp, uh, so that you can turn it over to an accountant or you can do your taxes a little bit easier. So, I, I tend to like Fidelity, but whatever works for the individual.
3: So I have two questions for you regarding yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Fidelity and Vanguard, they don't charge a monthly maintenance fee?
2: Typically not on a 401k.
3: Okay, that seems like a no-brainer to me. Um, and then the second question is, if your employee, employer decides to go with Schwab, do you even have the choice of choosing another 401k provider? I
2: doubt it. Uh, there's some plans that are a little bit more flexible than others, but most plans that I've always seen gives you you know, a choice of one. Uh, sometimes you get like some government plans that will offer you insurance through this company or investments through that company. Uh, So I'm not going to, you know, throw myself in that, but the typical 401k where you contribute 10 to 15% of your salary typically goes to one company and one company alone.
3: So if this guy was still with the same employer, which he's not, but if he was, he wouldn't, he probably wouldn't really have a choice.
2: You are correct. Sounds like. And I got an email that you don't have in front of you. So let me throw this one out there because I think this is, This is interesting, and it just shows you that my audience is both stupid and smart all at the same time. Uh, Matt sends an email. He says, do you think Apple is going to pay a dividend in the coming next few years? It seems the company is maturing to the point where it could start kicking down cash to its investors instead of inventing the next whatever, uh, whatever." (laughs) I-whatever. Cute, an I-whatever. What did people used to say about Microsoft before they started paying dividends in 2003? If Apple announces a dividend in 2014 and the share price is $350 and they do it, What do you think is going to happen? Will it explode on the upside? Love your show. (laughs) Thanks for the hard work. Um, Good question, maybe. I don't know. Look, if you want to see what Apple will do when they start paying a dividend, take a look at what Microsoft did when they started paying a dividend. Not that much. It's kind of going to be expected at some point in time when Apple does mature. Uh, But Apple's not there yet. Apple's got a lot of growth ahead of themselves, and I don't think they're going to announce a dividend anytime soon. If they do... It would be a very small dividend. I think Steve Jobs is still in the acquisition mode of some companies to make sure that his business model is tight. Uh, tight changes. So, for instance, advertising is going to become a big part of Apple's future in the next three to five years, and he has to, you know, start ramping that from nothing up to something substantial by the time he, you know, he's finished and done with his, his input. Um, the television, to me, is the next great frontier for all computer companies, whether you're Cisco. Whether you're HP, whether you're Microsoft, it's all about getting into TV. Now, Microsoft's already in the TV with the Xbox 360. Apple's iTelevision products, just not that 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 well-liked. Um, it's just not that, that – Apple calls it a hobby for a reason. Uh, so once Apple gets into television, I'll, I'll probably officially say that their growth is over. But right now, I, th- I think they still have two legs that they can ramp up pretty quickly, the television and advertising and they have not even yet begun uh, rolling out to all the carriers in the world for the iPhones. I think there's there's significant upside. And again, down the road, they're also a media company. Uh, will they pay a dividend in my lifetime? Yes, they will pay a dividend in my lifetime. Will it move the stock and cause it to go up super amounts? I don't think so. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I just opened the Examiner of San Francisco and pretty interesting little... You know, a uh, numbers segment on red lights. 1921 was the first year that traffic was, a uh, traffic signal was installed. So 1921. Now, in intersections with signals, there's 1,181 in San Francisco. Intersections in the city, 7,200. 24,001 drivers have been caught on camera and received citations. 56,171 drivers were caught on camera running red lights in the past two years. I'm a little freaked out by cameras on, on red lights. I don't really like them. And it, again, it's not so much the privacy issue. It just seems like our government is in the business now of of raising revenue by getting us in every single corner and every single time. Like I get the idea. I, I totally get the idea. I, I live in San Carlos and on my way to work, I, I go past Carmont High School, and there's two stop signs. And basically every day, there's a cop there, you know, citing people and, and getting, you know, giving tickets to people that roll through red si- red signs, stop signs. In large part because safety of kids, I get it. I don't get installing cameras where safety is not an issue. To me, it just seems like a, a flagrant, heinous attempt <laughs> to raise money. Now, again, I know the law is there for your safety and protection, even in the areas that that aren't a major safety concern, but. I don't know. To me, it's like uh, it's it's taking cops off the street. That's or maybe it's putting cops on the street with additional revenue. But down the road, their jobs are going to be taken away. as you don't stop people anymore, you just take a picture and send them a bill. And uh, it's pretty high, a pretty hardcore. So if you get a ticket in this day and age, you're talking about typically up to five hundred dollars now in all the costs. Uh, once you're you're said and done, eight hundred three four five five six three nine. It's eight hundred. Three, four, five, five, six, three, nine. Citation for Red and Red Light in San Francisco, $466. dollars you listen to Rob Black and Your Money, 9, 10 a.m. Coming up, I'm going to talk a little bit more about asset allocation and, and in investing for dummies, a basic 401k idea. Rob Black and Your Money, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk.
0: This is Rob Black and Your Money on 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. And now, it's business time. It's business time. It's
2: business time. It's business. It's business time. So let's talk about the big business stories that are out there today. Clearly BP British Petroleum setting aside twenty billion dollars to settle future claims tied towards the Gulf spill oil. Um it's helping the stock. Share's actually doing well today. They they survived. They basically in a boxing match they got through last night with President Obama. Is this the end of it? No. Probably not. But is it close to the end for the bad news on the company? Probably. Now Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the largest home funding companies, they're going to delist their shares on the New York Stock Exchange. They don't fit the requirement anymore. These are stocks that are trading under a dollar. Uh, the little ISC speak English Rob, the NYSE, the New York Stock Exchange has standards. And this is important. Um ideally, I would marry a woman who was listed on the NYSC. I date a woman who was listed on the Nasdaq, and I would stay the hell away from women who were listed on the over-the-counter um, trading. What does that mean? Nasdaq is kind of sexy. It's young growth companies, typically young growth companies. It's companies that, that don't meet the standards of the NYSE, but they do meet a lot of standards. The NYSE is a little bit more like you got to be a you got to have your your full component of, of business model here. You gotta have some good cash. You have to have some good cash flow. You gotta have some revenues that we like. We got some bank statements that we can see. NYSE is the best of the best. Nasdaq's pretty good. Over the counter pink slips, pink sheets. You want to stay away from it. it's trouble. That's the woman who's co- loco in the cocoa. You want to stay away from it. It may be enticing. It may have a sexy story, but you want to stay the- away from it. So Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae are gonna be traded on the over the counter bulletin board. And again. Uh, that's not good for the sight of the, the future of those companies as far as publicly traded. Will they still be funded by the United States government? Absolutely. Will they be business models that you can invest in? No. San Francisco could soon start requiring retailers to post notices showing how much radiation is emitted from cell phones that they sell. Now, The Board of Supervisors yesterday voted 10 to 1 to give preliminary approval to the ordinance, which would require stores to provide each phone specific absorption rate. And that's a measure of radiation registered with the Federal Communication Commission. Mayor Gavin Newsom expected to sign the legislation into law after a 10-day comment period. Next up, Toys R Us. They're offering a holiday savers club. I know. You're saying, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how successful it's going to be. But listen to why they're doing it, and it tells you the true story. Toys R Us is counting on an Eisenhower-era tactic that's going to get consumers to spend this Christmas Now, the toy retailer is going to begin offering a Christmas Savers Club that allows shoppers to put money away with the company for holiday gifts. You will receive a debit card. You will receive a a gift card, and you can contribute funds to it through cash or through credit card payments. Now, why would anyone do this? Well, Toys R Us will give you a 3% interest on the balance, so your interest rates will be pretty good, all things considered. Now, the program is a throwback to what banks and credit unions offered in the 1950s and the 1960s before credit cards allowed people to spend money they didn't have. In the so-called holiday clubs, prudent consumers would set aside shopping money in advance. plan now for a carefree Christmas next year was the idea. Now, they're trying to bring that back in. It's tried and true thought. Pay for things before you buy them is the concept. That clicks with people like me. Don't spend what you don't got. Program program's another example of how the recession has forced retailers to come up with creative ways to promote sales. The program's echoed another old tactic, which is promoting layaway plans for shoppers that Toys R Us and other retailers like Kmart revived during the 2008 and 2009 holiday season. So, again, that's a sign of the times. One of the topics that I was going to talk about coming into work today was, do you think we'll go back to the, the, the glory years? Do you think we'll go back to the glory years? And it got me thinking, and I don't I don't think I do. I don't see Marin as having a reason for being the BMW capital of the world unless people are refinancing their homes and it's shooting up, you know, hundred, two hundred thousand dollars every other year. I get why BMW became you know, Marin became BMW capital of the world. Because home prices shot up and people refinanced and they believed that it was always gonna shoot up. People are stupid. Now they're they're left with a five to ten year old BMW that they still probably making payments on, and the home equity is gone from their home, and they don't have that to tap later when they truly need it. When you're 70 years old and needing cat food, and you know your boobs are hitting your knees, and your 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 ballsack is all unattractive and and, and swinging it in the wind, when you're that and you have no money, best thing you could do is remember it, live live in your glory days that you once had a BMW, but now you're driving around a Pinto. So keep that in mind. So spending money that you don't have today will get you into trouble in the long run. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. I'm going to take a day off coming up sometime soon. I'm not going to tell you when, but I am going to take a day off coming up sometime soon. I'm I'm exhausted. This show takes a lot of work, and it takes a lot out of me, so just FYI. So also, I'd like to go home at some point in time and see my mom. I haven't been back to the East Coast in a while. She just found out she got three cracked ribs over the weekend. That's got to suck being old. So Old and in the hospital. Oh, and Medicare is not taking care of it this time. So the the $8,000 monthly uh, stay at the hospital is coming out of her son's pocket or her pocket, uh, depending on how much money she has or doesn't have. So getting old, no fun at all. That's why you want to save as much money as you can. Because my mom's not going to make $8,000 a month, but it's going to cost her $8,000 a month. It's going to drain from her nest egg. It's going to drain from her assets. 800-345-5639. Big news out of E3. And i got to hit this just ever so briefly. It, it's it's 3D, and Sony and Nintendo have presented dueling versions of 3D. Um, there's 45,000 people there. Both companies are investing heavily in 3D video game technology to try to drive the next wave of consumer spending. Sony showed off a number of their game titles that it hopes will prompt players to don glasses and enter the third dimension. Gran Turismo 5, it's an anticipated racing game in 3D. It's going to be pretty neat. Now, I think 3D will work for video gamers. I get that they will go out and buy the glasses and use the glasses. Kill Zone 3, which is a a shooting game, and that's due out in February. Now, some of the recent software, well, PlayStation just sent out a recent software update that allows their consoles to process stereoscopic technologies and 3D graphics, and basically there's going to be a handful of titles. There's going to be, you know, one called Super Stardust and Wipeout HD. Sony's made of a 3D a priority for their TVs, for their video game consoles, for all their consumer electronics that they can. Howard Stringer, the CEO of Sony, has really said, you know, 3D is going to have to be what revitalizes us. Now, consumer electronics are rolling out 3D Bravia TV sets, uh, professional broadcast 3D cameras, which are capable of capturing 3D video and 3D movie projectors. Sony, their movie studio, they debuted a 3D film, you know, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. They'll be releasing Resident Evil Afterlife in 3D later this year. Um, so there a lot of these movies, and I don't know if you've figured this out yet, they weren't meant to be three D, but studios are going back and making them in three D. And I think Nintendo's got it right, I think Sony's got it wrong. Nintendo is basically trying to drop the glasses and they're just trying to build the technology into their hardware. So um something about Nintendo that's kind of interesting too. They they showed a, a, a trailer for Tangled entangled is a disney's adaptation of rapunzel fairy tale the movie set for release november 24 and you don't have to have glasses for it so it's 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 an effect that's similar but not quite so the result is a picture comparable with 3d with glasses so it's basically perceiving the effect you have to sit right in front of it so nintendo's got slightly different angle on it you know what i love about this and and this is something that makes me you scratch your head and go i didn't think about that we learned that 3-D movies that you can basically retrofit them. Um, you can go back and, and make something 3-D. Uh, Clash of the Titans was considered the worst film of this year. They made it into 3-D after they saw the success of Avatar. So and they didn't put the amount of time in to make it look good. They just kind of did a shoddy version of it. Can you imagine Disney going back and doing all their movies in 3-D? And, you know, Disney, the way they market to kids, they get kids just riled up and, and Freaked out on them. the kids that have no clue what they're screaming for, but they know they're screaming for it. Cinderella in 3D. That chick hasn't worked in 70 years. She's 70 years old for for Disney. And they're going to re-release everything. They're going to re-release everything in 3D in my lifetime. And it's just classic because they got a library. And the investment lesson there is they've got a library. They've got content that they can go back on. And as a parent... You know it's good content. You know, there's not a lot of swearing in it. You know, there's not a lot of sexual references in it. Uh, little Mermaid, she's going to be out in 3D eventually. It's all going to be retrofitted. It's just another way for them to cash in, do a little do-re-mi on this big 3D technology push that, that companies are trying to get out and try to make a standard so they can make the money off of it, reselling us crap that we already have, but crap in 3D. 345 to get your calls in there. It's Rob Black and your money. Coming up, I'm going to talk about 401Ks for dummies. 9:10 a.m., more stimulating talk.
0: Don't know what to do with your money? He does. Rob Black. 1-800-345-5639. On 9:10 a.m., more stimulating talk.
2: 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. 800-345-5639. Let's go to Mike in San Jose. Mike. And then guys are What was that? I got so depressed last night. I mean, I was really down on myself last night. I was thinking about the economy. I was thinking about wars. I was thinking about jobs. I was thinking about Social Security. I was thinking about retirement funds. So I called a suicide hotline, and I got a call center in Pakistan, and I told the call center in Pakistan that I was suicidal, and they got all excited and asked if I could drive a truck. I'll be here all night. I'll be here all week. Um, Let's go to Mike. Mike.
4: Rob. Hi. How you doing?
1: Good.
2: I
4: just had a question. Um, I just was turned on to you by a couple of my friends, and I've been listening to you for about probably about a month or so. And I was just wondering what you thought about the real estate market up in the Sonoma County area, like in the Petaluma area. And I, I get kind of mixed reviews on, you know, the real estate agents, of course, saying it's really hot, and then this going. And I look at what the sales are, and the only thing that's selling is between two hundred and four hundred thousand, and 400000
2: and nothing above that, you know. Yeah, are you looking at Petaluma, or are you looking at real estate as an investment or a place to live?
4: Well, I'm looking at uh, the place to live. I sold my house about a about a year ago, right. and I, you know I've been making five percent of my money. So I'm thinking, well, why should I invest in real estate right now? Because it's, you know, I keep hearing it go, it's going to go down another ten or twenty percent by the end of the year.
2: Well, here's the kicker: is the the mortgage rates are amazing. Right. So in a year or two from now, I would expect mortgage rates to be a percentage to a percentage and a half higher, back to more normal levels. Mm -hmm. Right now they're incredibly low because the economy stinks. Right. Um, I would live in Petaluma. I would buy a home in Petaluma. I would buy it in the best part of Petaluma with the best school districts. Um, You're always looking to buy something that someone's wife wants to buy from you. So don't look at it as a man. Don't look at it, you know, functionally. Like, hey, does it have a place for me to play video games? Look at it on the other side of it. Does it is it on a good street that's desirable? Do they dress up, you know, for Christmas? Do they, they go crazy at Halloween? You're always looking for the, the issues that drive women, not so much the issues that drive men. And, again, it's a sexist statement, and I know it. Um, I like Petaluma. I would gladly live there. I would not necessarily invest in California um the unemployment level i did a story earlier today that unemployment's going to be above 10% through 2012 before we get under uh 12% and that's a problem mm-hmm. um you know you need people to buy your home for me that have jobs right uh, i prefer to rent in california and invest elsewhere with that said i own in california so i'm going against my own advice only because again women win all fights um and i, I, I got to throw that out there. Um, I do expect real estate prices to continue to go sideways. I think now that the, uh, the credit's gone, I think you'll see real estate slip and do kind of a double dip. Um, I don't see any catalyst for real estate in America to take off. Can it happen? Absolutely. Petaluma is a little far away from jobs, so you're really buying it not so much for the investment but for a great tax break. And for a low-cost mortgage that over time will will thump renting. So I would only do it if you're going to be there five plus years, and I would only do it with the knowledge that yeah, I think uh, prices do dip a little bit, but you're not going to ever, ever, never do it perfectly right. You're you're much more priced correctly now than you were three years ago, though.
4: Yeah, I still think I think the higher-priced homes still think are still too high for this area, but considering it, the median income for the
2: area it kind of depends because like for instance palo alto i think is one of the most crazy overpriced cities in the, in the nation but yet at the same time there's always a lawyer or doctor that wants to live there because of how much business and how many hospitals are there right. so the, the high-priced real estates compensated with high-priced jobs uh, but petaloma people aren't flocking to live with the chickens So, um, oh, God, I'm funny. Flocking to live with chickens. Yeah, so, again, I love the mortgage rates, and I would buy. But, again, I think a wise investor buys out of state and uh, rents in California. But, again, that's, like, Petaluma is better than Stockton. (laughs) And, you know, to me, San Carlos is better than Petaluma. But it's all about where the jobs are. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Kelly on the Peninsula. Kelly? Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for asking.
3: Um, I have a question regarding IRAs and the 401Ks. Is it common wisdom, or in your best opinion, to, um, in a rollover, consolidate them all in one
1: institution, or should they be diversified?
2: I am comfortable consolidating them all into one institution and diversifying within that institution. Um, To me, a lot of people, Kelly, will collect 401Ks. For instance, Heidi, my producer, has worked at uh, Salem, Communications radio company in the industry. She's worked at CBS and she's worked at Clear Channel. She's also been a barista for Starbucks. Now I'm making all that up, but that's not uncommon in this industry. So that would be four 401ks, and that would just be a nightmare because she might be in all large cap funds and she doesn't even realize how like how much she's betting on Intel for her retirement income. Um, And again. It's not necessarily the worst thing in the world if you have great options to you, but it, I think it complicates things and it makes it tougher to track. And sometimes there's fees with 401Ks, and then suddenly you're paying one, two, three, four fees instead of paying just one. So I'd, I'd consolidate it myself, Kelly. Great.
4: Thanks very much.
2: Thanks for the call. Let's go to Mike.
4: Hi, Rob. Good morning. Good morning. Quick question. There is a company called Annally. It's a REIT. The symbol is N-L-Y. Its dividend is almost too good to believe
2: it's too good to believe it's not going to stay that way
4: what's your assessment what's your take on that company
2: i think the dividend has to be slashed and cut Um, this is a company that can get you into an amazing amount of trouble if you take a look back at their past uh, they did get into an amazing amount of trouble so it's a mortgage rate which basically means they don't own real estate they own mortgages on real estate they manage mortgage-backed securities Its investments are pass-through certificates, collateralized mortgage obligations, callable debts. That's what their assets are. So you're basically buying into the debts. They are guaranteed typically by third parties like Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, and Ginnie Mae. At least 75% of their assets are high quality, uh, mortgage-backed securities, or short-term investments. All the REIT's assets are agency certificate, implied AAA ratings. So in the world of debt, they've got great debt. Um, 14% dividend yield it it ain't gonna be there, so if you're if you're counting on that your mat your 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 assumption is incorrect um so just know that going in that it's not gonna play out that way for you as far as what the analysts think um I see one company just recently downgraded them to market perform. They basically said they're let's see what are they saying um, revaluating the recommendation price targets especially as the second quarter dividend season gets into full swing. So they believe that uh, they've navigated the waters well, but that the dividend's not sustainable. Um, Another one calls it their favorite stock. It's showing signs of trend exhaustion? Okay, Annalie, another analyst is saying that um, it's starting to get tired because it's moved so well. Another one's saying it's a $17.50 stock, and it's currently, Annalie, is currently about $17.60. So it's hitting some of the price targets. Um, Let's see if I can pull up anything else for you on it. Dividend. You, dividend's not going to be there, so stop talking about it.
4: You think it'll be cut completely
2: or half? Or? I don't. We don't, you know. don't but know. But a company realistically can't afford to pay sixteen percent out. It just mathematically, laws of big numbers tells you businesses can't grow like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so stop thinking that it's going to be there because it's not. Um, and you're just either showing that you're greedy or you're stupid by thinking that it's going to be there. So. Don't don't put yourself through that. They're going to slash the dividend, and when they do, you'll see some investors bail on it, and your principal will probably go down comparable to what you were thinking your, your dividend was going to be. Mm-hmm. Now, here's some positives on it. The earnings growth in the past year have accelerated compared with earnings growth in the past three years. The PE multiple is lower than the average for all the stocks in the S&P 500. Um, the most recent quarterly earnings report was significantly lower than the expectations were, so... Fundamentally, you'd call it like a C valuation. You'd call it an A. Technically, you'd call it a B because the way it's moving up. Um, I'm getting some mixed signals on it, all things considered. the Dividend's not going to be there, so I'd be very careful, Mike. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Odd little story to kind of finish the show with, not just finish the show. Um, Apple, they've recently filed a patent. For the iPhone 5, for, for I know you're saying, I don't even have my iPhone 4, but it would be a solar-powered touchscreen. Again, we don't know if the, if they're going to be able to develop it, but they've put a patent out on it. Will they be able to pull it off? It was filed in late 2008. And basically, uh, when you dissect the patent, you see that the company's technology would integrate solar cells under the surface of the smartphones and also iPods and iPads, the glass casing found on the iPhone might allow for double-sided solar panels, which would help the phone soak up the sun's rays from the front and the back. Kind of a neat thought. I don't know if it's realistically going to be enough to power the, 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 the baby, but um, I like the idea of where they're going with it. Cost-wise, I don't know if it's realistic, but that story's out there to be dissected and thought about. Now, earlier in the show, someone called up and said, you know, Apple's going to move to 350. What's going to happen when they start paying a dividend? Um, I'd be careful. You know, I I look at the Apple valuation right now, and typically, if you divide a stock by 10, you know, you you start coming up with some numbers and some multiples that you could work with um, as far as cash flow goes, as far as earnings go. And I think Apple's a steal at these prices based on valuation, Now, again, valuation is based on a lot of things. How many iPods can they sell in the future? How many iPads in the future can they sell? How many iMacs in the future? How much operating systems can they sell? How many movies and media can they continue to sell at a a growth rate? So right now, I think they're still in a growth phase, and I still see the stock trending higher. I think the stock is wildly over-owned. I think it's wildly popular and in fashion to own Apple, and ultimately that can hurt you. But do I think it goes higher? I do. So I do think that it can go to 300 350 pretty easily um, based on the businesses that they're in, based on the revenues that they're pulling in, those revenues, the, the amount of pie or amount of those businesses' revenue share that they can share in. Um, you know, the TV industry is a huge industry. The computer industry is a huge industry. So their market cap starting to look stretched, but their business model is, is starting to stretch with it. So I think it could still be a growth stock for another 100 points after that oof, I'm going to have to reevaluate. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black in your money, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating
0: talk.
3: end of time. So you got to let me
1: know. Should I stay or should I go? It's always tasty, tasty. You're happy when I'm on my knees.